just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hope your week is going well. We're taking this week and sliding into a New Year's Eve and a New Year's Day. For some folks out there, that means a lot of fun, a lot of parties, a lot of drinking, a lot of craziness. For people of my vintage, 61, that range, (laughs) it's just another goddamn day. You don't go out there in that mess. I mean, over and above all the craziness that goes on on New Year's Eve, you've got Omicron, uh, Delta, all kinds of things. For we old people, it's just not a safe place for us to be. We'd be better off sitting at home or going out to dinner or doing whatever. Now, don't get me wrong. When I was younger, I had plenty of partying time during New Year's Eve. I got some crazy stories from New Year's Eve. But if I had to go back and relive them at my current age, I don't think I'd survive. I've told you before, I quit drinking when I was about 29, 30. So we're talking 30, 31 years ago. It wasn't a real big deal. I just stopped. Um, and, and as I look back on it, what I was doing when I was 30 or less, and trying to imagine doing that today, that would kill me. That would absolutely kill me. That's why I find it strange. I have some people I grew up with, old friends, that I will see, and they're still down in the drinks just as hard and just as strong as they did back in the day. And I, for the life of me, don't know how they do it. I don't know. I mean, if I drink too many diet uh, Cokes, I get in trouble. (laughs) I don't know how you can keep drinking liquor like we did back in the 70s and 80s and even the 90s. But uh, they do it. I'm not going to do it. If you do go out during uh, New Year's Eve, make sure you're protected. Make sure you have somebody to drive if you drink too much. Make sure you have a mask. Make sure you're vaccinated. Because you don't want to go out there and not get in trouble for drinking, but end up getting Omicron or Delta or something like that. It's a much scarier situation when you go out (laughs) on New Year's Eve this year because things are getting a little hairy out there with this uh, virus. And speaking of the virus, I'm finding it very entertaining just by how much some of the strongest Trump supporters are starting to lose their shit because Donald Trump said, oh yeah, the vaccine's good. Only the people that are unvaccinated are going into the hospital and dying. Well, that just drove people freaking nuts. Donald Trump said that while talking to Candace Owens. Uh, We know who Candace Owens is. She's a a black woman, but who seemingly is a uh, conservative Republican and also has some strong words for people that are black. It's weird. I don't know what her deal is. I think she found a way that she could get some popularity, get her 15 minutes of fame, and uh, try to capitalize on it, even if it made her the most hated person in the country. Now, you see, the problem here is all the white supremacists and the Republicans and the Trumplicans, they act like they like her. They don't because they're white supremacists. But they can point to her as their token 
See, we're not racist because we got Candace. Well, Candace is just fucking crazy. And she was talking to Donald Trump, talking about the vaccine. And Donald Trump said, yeah, the vaccine's good. It keeps people out of the hospital. It keeps them alive. And Candace Owens didn't know what to do. She was flummoxed as she was talking to him. And then after it was all done, she came out and did something, I don't know, on social media, Instagram, whatever. And she was trying to explain away why Donald Trump said that. And she essentially said that he's an old man and he's probably senile. She was saying, well, you know, he's an older man. I don't think that uh, that a lot of people know that. No, we all fucking know it. All we have to do is look at him. He's an old fuck and he's in bad shape and he'll be lucky to survive uh, physically to 2024. But anyway, she's trying to explain, well, he probably only sees the mainstream media, doesn't know how to research things. So that's why he said it. She wasn't happy that he said that with her while she was interviewing him. And now she looks very stupid. Big supporter of Donald Trump, big supporter of being an anti-vaxxer, anti-masker. And then her Lord and Savior contradicts her. (laughs) You know, you might have wanted done a pre-interview so you knew that before you did it in front of the cameras. Jesus Christ. I mean, when you're talking about Donald Trump, you never know what the fuck he's going to say. And you know that when he does open his mouth, he's going to fuck up one way or another. Now, one of the other things I was thinking, too, I was talking about this with my wife. And uh, we, we were wondering why Donald Trump would spew this. Well, we knew he was vaccinated, but he's all about stirring the pot and gaslighting people and such. So why would he do this with Candace Owens and say the vaccine was good? I think even Joe Biden complimented him on it. And anyway, um, one of the theories that my wife and I were bouncing around was this guy knows he's going to get nailed. So he's going to try to change the narrative and be a good guy or be a smart guy or side with the Democrats a little bit, thinking that'll get him some play when it comes down to getting hammered by the House Select Committee and some of these other places that have investigations on him. Now, that sounds silly. That's not going to help him in any way. Nobody's going to say, oh, he's a nice guy now. Let's let all that other shit go. That's not going to happen. But in his little mind, he might be thinking that. See, he thinks he's a genius. He thinks he can manipulate anybody. But what we found is he's a complete idiot. He's almost illiterate. And he just pulls things out of his ass and says whatever he thinks will save him or benefit him at the time. And unfortunately, he ends up contradicting himself. He ends up saying the wrong thing. And it always happens. And this is the problem with the Trumplicans and the white supremacists and the Republicans backing this guy. He's a, he's a wild hare, a red herring. You never know what he's going to say. One minute he's buddies with Mitch McConnell. Next minute he's trying to get him booted out of the Senate. Well, that didn't go too well for him. So now Candace Owens is upset. She doesn't know what to say, and she's trying to explain away why Donald Trump contradicted everybody else in the Republican Party. It's kind of funny to watch. If you see the videos on YouTube or whatever, by all means, watch it, because you can see the fear in Candace Owens' eyes. 
But what I thought was really funny was Donald Trump's other buddy, Alex Jones, that conspiracy theorist, dumb fuck with InfoWars. You know, the guy that got sued by the uh, parents of Sandy Hook because he kept saying that it never really happened. It was faked. It was all actors. It was, you know, whatever, crisis actors, whatever he said. So they sued him. They won. Now, not only did they sue him and win, he didn't even show up in court. So he lost by default. So whatever they were asking for in damages, now he just has to pay. And it probably far exceeds the amount of money he has. So he's he's at a point where he's just fucking losing it. Of course, we heard about the other day where um, there was police called to his house. His wife was arrested for domestic abuse. <laughs> now, since it's only him and her in the house, you could only assume that his wife beat the shit out of Alex Jones. I can only hope that's true. I can only hope that's true. Now, Alex was asked about it, and he said, that's a personal issue, and we don't want to talk about it. Don't worry. It'll get out, Alex. We'll find out what the fuck happened. But clearly, things are falling apart at home for Alex Jones, falling apart for him in business. And then he has to listen to Donald Trump say, yeah, the vaccines are good. The vaccines will keep you out of the hospital and keep you alive. Well, Alex Jones... (laughs) has a tendency to get loud and obnoxious and ridiculous, and that's what he did. He was screaming and yelling on his show, InfoWars, whatever the fuck it's called, and he was saying that Donald Trump is either ignorant or absolutely evil because Donald Trump said the vaccine was good. (laughs) So Alex Jones, again, what does he do? Alex Jones was one of the people that was supposed to lead the charge to the Capitol on January 6th during the insurrection. These two guys are tight. Hell, Donald Trump got a lot of his news information from this crazy fuck, this conspiracy theorist. Donald Trump Trump took it from him and took it as real and true and spewed it out all over the world. This is the thing about what's going on in the Republican Party. And once again, you can thank Donald Trump for this. As well as the Republicans want to fight against the Democrats, there's a couple of steps before that, before they even get to the Democrats, because they're fighting amongst themselves. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pounded on each other. There are people running for Congress against another Republican, saying it's about time that we start kicking out these people that are are siding with the Democrats who are Republicans, get them out of office. He says, as soon as I get elected, as soon as I get elected, the first thing I'm going to do is try to impeach Joe Biden and try to uh, met out these Republicans in name only, rhinos. So this guy wants to go to Congress, has no understanding what Congress is and what his job would be if he were in Congress, and instead he wants to attack his own party, while at the same time trying to uh, impeach Joe Biden. This fucking guy doesn't know what he's doing, and the fact of the matter is what he's doing is what a lot of people are doing in this country. There's a lot of, of, of primaries People going against Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert and the like, trying to kick their ass out. You see what's happening here? You have got Republicans fighting Republicans 
while the Democrats are waiting in the wings to see what happens in 2022. They're going to chew up a lot of money. There's going to be a lot of negative press. And the Republicans are going to pretty much eat themselves alive. That coupled with the fact that uh, we're going to have people in Congress that are Republicans exposed as part of the January 6th insurrection. We've got uh, investigations for financial issues. I mean, it's just crazy with the Republicans. Everybody keeps saying, oh, the Republicans are going to win in 2022. Don't, don't, don't bet that way. Take the bet that you think they'll get wiped out because everything they're doing Everything that's happening is going to work against him. has nothing to do with history. History can tell us some things if all things are the same. But we are at a time in this country that we've never seen in history. So it's impossible to predict what's going to happen in 2022 when we have conditions that don't appear to be anything close to what we've had before. So... <laughs> this is going to be fun watching these people eat themselves alive. And if that isn't enough to get them wired up and angry and mad, Dr. Fauci came out and suggested that there should be vaccine mandates for domestic flights on airlines. Now, we know there are mandates where you need to show your card if you're going out of the country. That is a given. That's the way it is. But what they're talking about doing it is wherever you fly within the country, you'll have to show a card. And if you don't show a card, then you won't fly. They're figuring that that's about 14% of the people that fly on airlines today. So it's going to take a hit with the airlines as far as income, but it's going to drive the Republicans fucking berserk. How's Lauren Boebert or Marjorie Taylor Greene or Matt Gates going to fly back to their constituents from Washington, D.C. if they haven't been vaccinated? <laughs> they aren't. They're going to have to fucking drive. So if this actually happens, the Republicans are going to be freaking out. They're going to be crazy. Um, now, people hear this on the news and they think, well, that's going to happen tomorrow. No. To do something like that would take a long time, and it's going to take Joe Biden to decide to do it. Now, Joe Biden's already getting a lot of heat over the uh, the vaccine mandates. In fact, he's going to the Supreme Court with it here shortly. We'll talk more about that later. So it's not like that vaccine mandate for domestic flights is going to happen tomorrow. But all you have to do is throw it out there. And these Republicans will chew it up and get excited, get upset and do all kinds of crazy shit. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Omicron is spreading extremely quickly. And yes, they're telling us that it's easier, less harsh than Delta or the COVID-19 original virus. And that's, that's probably true. We don't know all the facts, but everything everybody said, they said that's the case. And that's good news. Hopefully the virus is weakening and it will finally go away. But in realistic terms, because we haven't been able to get everybody vaccinated, the fact is COVID, one way or another, may be hanging around with us forever. Now, I don't mean in this state where it's constantly a pandemic. Eventually the pandemic will fade, but COVID will still be out there and we will still have to get updated vaccines 
And those people not getting vaccines will get it and get sick. It could be five years from now, and still COVID is in the works in this country. So what Dr. Fauci and other people are saying is, we know the winter months are when surges happen with pandemics. I mean, three years ago, none of us knew anything about that shit. But now all of us have been through some surges in the winter, as well as other parts of the year. But we know the winter months is the most harsh. So this isn't news to us. This isn't fake news because we've seen it. We've lived through it. Many have died through it, 800,000 people. So this isn't some crazy talk from some doctor. This is a realistic issue. And Omicron is is spreading very quickly, causing all kinds of problems, filling up hospitals, infecting a lot of people. And what I'm hearing now is that the peak of the peak will probably come toward the latter portion of January. So we're not yet to January, but we're close. That means a full month, potentially, of a surge. I mean, it seems like we're in a surge right now because things are going crazy. I think they're talking about 200,000 cases a day. And there's going to be hospitalizations and there'll be deaths. Now, a lot of people think they're safe because Omicron's out there. It's not as serious as Delta. Well, here's what you need to understand. As much as Omicron is out there, that doesn't mean Delta has gone away. In fact, I know of somebody who just got uh, uh, informed that they were positive for Delta, even though Omicron is the dominant one. And we know that Delta is dangerous because it killed hundreds of thousands of people. So Omicron doesn't show up and just kick out everything else and that goes away. Omicron takes over, they become the dominant. But Delta's still there. There's probably even some COVID-19 stuff that's still there. So all these people that feel safe should think twice about that. Because even Omicron, you know, we saw people we didn't expect die from Delta and COVID-19. Everybody thinks it's old people or fat people or, or people that are not healthy. But that's not true. We're seeing perfectly healthy people, perfectly um, nutritious, perfectly in weight, I mean, all those factors come into play when it comes to getting sick, all those negative factors, age, weight, um, being immune compromised. But it's not always the case. And if people are sitting back and saying, well, not many people will die. Well, you can say that, but if one of your loved ones died or somebody you know or somebody who's a friend of yours dies, that's only one person. But that's enough to wake up a lot of people. That fucking wakes up a lot of people. And uh, then all of a sudden people are scurrying around and saying, oh, I guess I'll get the shot. It's just ironic to me that you can't see what's in front of your eyes and make that decision before it's too late. You have to wait until it's too late to make that decision. But that's the way it is. And the problem is there's a lot of uh, bad information getting out. And the problem is, is there are some news, and I put that in quotes because it's not really news, are, are putting out this information, and that's the only information these people get, so they think it's the gospel, and it's not. So these media outlets are killing these people or making them sick at the very least uh, because they're lying to them. 
And these people, because they only listen to those sources, don't know it's a lie. They believe it's the truth. They believe all the other stuff coming out is a lie. What can you really do with those people? You can't change their minds. No matter how much you take them and try to get them to listen to the truth, look at facts. They don't care. They think it's all a big scam, that somebody's out to get them. And that started, of course, with Donald Trump. But again, we go back to what just happened. Donald Trump says, yeah, the vaccine's great. And I'm surprised that it's news to these people. Because we knew while he was in office and had COVID at one point, or says he did, I'm not so sure that's true, but maybe he did. I'm hearing other things that said he was pretty sick at one point. But he got all those special drugs and Uh, I don't even know the names of them, and I'm not going to try them, but the drugs you can take after the fact that will get you better. I mean, he was president of the United States. He got the best of everything. Cost wasn't a factor. But uh, we knew then, it was reported then, that Donald Trump had both COVID vaccinations while he was still in office. But still, it got out, and he helped to perpetuate it that the vaccines were bad. (laughs) You know, he likes to take credit for putting together the vaccines and getting them up and running very quickly. And the fact of the matter is, his administration did. Now, let me just clarify something here. Donald Trump was not working in a fucking lab putting this together. He told somebody to do it, and they got it going and did it. It isn't... The only thing Donald Trump did was go ahead and do it. Say that. Go ahead and do it. And then the people who knew what the fuck they were doing came up with the vaccine and uh, got it to him. And, of course, he takes credit because he likes to take credit for anything. However, you know, he was he was the president at the time, so he's got some credit doing this. So he claims that he is the hero there. Some of his followers claim he is the hero because he brought about the vaccine quicker than it, than anybody expected. And that's true. But now they say the vaccine's bad. I mean, that's completely contradictory. Donald Trump did it, and it's good, and he's a hero for doing it. But now when the vaccine becomes available to you, oh no, that's bad stuff. That's the government trying to control us or kill us. It really makes no sense. How do you even deal with that kind of logic? That's why I've taken the taking the stance lately, is not to even argue with Trump LaFox. You can't. You just can't. You can give them facts. You can speak normally and, and, and quietly, not argue with them, and tell them what the truth is, and they'll get all worked up, and they'll scream and yell and claim conspiracy theories and all of this sort of thing, and you just can't convince them. That's why I've said all along, If you can't convince them, why waste the time? Let them do what they're going to do and let the chips fall where they may. Now, the unfortunate thing is by them doing that, it affects us too. It stacks up and uh, crowds hospitals so people can't get in and get treatments when they need it. It also infects other people that might be innocent like kids or people that have been vaccinated but have underlying immune compromise and still get sick when they even have the vaccination. And then you throw in the top of that, as long as it's still percolating through these unvaccinated, it has the potential of varying again, becoming another variant. 
And with every variant, we don't know what that means. Now, this variant may be not as harsh as Delta, but it spreads like 100 times faster. So we were saved on one little bit, but it got way worse uh, in another area. And that's why we're saying now, people are saying, doctors are saying, Fauci is saying, we ain't seen nothing yet. It's bad now with 200,000 cases a day. But between now and the end of January, it's going to get worse and it's going to get crazy. So be prepared for that. It's going to do a lot of things. It's going to stop uh, flights, domestic flights. And that's one of the reasons they're talking about a vaccine mandate for domestic flights. We're already seeing thousands of flights being delayed because of Omicron. We're seeing sporting events being canceled. There are bowl games out there that were being planned to be played this week. They are now canceled because of Omicron. This ain't over. We aren't necessarily going to be shut down like we were in the beginning, but it's certainly going to have an impact on our lives, on the economy, and uh, on the safety of uh, Americans in this country. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right. In the last podcast, I was talking about this dipshit, uh, Jared Schmeck. <laughs> Love the name. Now, Jared Schmeck is the guy who lives in Oregon. He's 35 years old. He has four kids. He was on the phone with Joe Biden and Jill Biden on Christmas Eve. They were at the National American Aeronautics Defense Command. And uh, it was all about tracking Santa Claus and the uh, the reindeer on Christmas Eve so the kids could keep track of where Santa was. People were calling in, talking to the president and the first lady. And, you know, I told the story that Jared Schmeck called up. And Jared, Schmet, uh, Jared Schmeck uh, was talking about all the gifts that the kids wanted. Um, Biden said, well, good luck with that, Dad, you know, kind of in jest because it was a lot of money. These were expensive items as well as a long list. And so, of course, as I told you, Jared said, um, well, Merry Christmas and let's go, Brandon. He couldn't let it go. And this this is what I've always said about Trump Fox. You can sit and have a normal conversation with them. This happens to me all the time. And I get heat for it because I have the audacity to respond. But when you're talking about something not having to do with politics, for some reason, when they know me, they know how I think and they know how I talk, they can't help but try to shove it in my face. They'll state some ridiculous thing, something that's a lie or a conspiracy theory. Now, I'm sitting there trying to carry on a normal, decent conversation, but when somebody does that to me, I got to say something. I mean, I'll be honest with you. One of my flaws is I have a low tolerance for fucking stupid. And when I have somebody stupid in front of me that is dangerous, 
I have to react. When you tell me something that I know is not true, I'm going to tell you what I know to be true and give you some facts to back it up. Now, what happens is they get angry and get mad and call me the problem because I'm starting things. And that's where I don't understand. You can sit there and spew conspiracy theories, and I shouldn't say a word. But the moment I do say a word, now I'm the bad guy. Well, you know what? Sorry, not sorry, because I don't mean I don't mind being the bad guy when I know I'm fucking right. So keep bringing it on, keep shoving it in my face, and I'm going to shove it back in your face, and you're going to end up being very angry and looking very stupid. I'm happy to oblige you if that's what you want to do. But getting back to Jared Schmeck, so he does this. Let's go, Brandon. Now, some of the Republicans will grasp at anything. They say, see, Joe's senile. He didn't say anything. Now, you did that to Donald Trump, and he would make some smart-ass remark, make some threat or something like that. And Joe Biden just took it in stride. He acted like it was nothing, which would have been the smart thing to do. Let's not turn this into an argument. Let's not give this guy any more exposure than he needs. We saw that uh, Jill Biden kind of winced about this. She knew exactly what was going on and didn't like it. But Joe Biden's an old politician. This isn't the first time people have talked shit to him. He's had it all his life as a politician. So he knows, just let it go and keep moving forward and all will be fine. So as I said, after he got done doing that, he and his wife got on social media plastered it everywhere because they were proud. This is their 15 minutes of fame. They're fucking Trump LaFox. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And he got all kinds of heat coming at him, which I'm surprised he didn't figure that out ahead of time. Do you not think ahead? There are 81 million people that voted for Joe Biden. You don't think you're going to get some heat, especially the way you Trump LaFox act with Democrats. But he didn't. Now he gets heat. Now he's upset because he's just trying to uh, assert his First Amendment rights. Well, there are consequences for the things you say. You can say it, but there are consequences. But what I'm leading up to, I, I, I told that story in the previous podcast, but I wanted to bring you up to speed here. While he's whining and crying about all the heat he's getting, uh, a lot of people came to me and said, you know, he's a former police officer. I did know that. I don't know why he left being a police officer. Uh, I heard some things that there were some issues with illegal guns and stuff. I don't know if that's true. And I'm not even going to talk about it until I know it's true. Uh, it's possible, given who he is and the type of people he represents. But he's no longer a cop. So now I get a lot of people on TikTok saying, find his boss, tell his boss. Well, as far as I know, he owns his own company. I don't know what kind of company it is, but it's not hard to find out on TikTok or Google or whatever. It'll give you the name of his company. Now, as far as going attacking his company, that's not worth it. That doesn't accomplish anything. If he's the boss and he owns it, nobody's going to get any heat over it. And this whole idea of doxing people and going after them, it's just a waste of time. I mean, with these people, you really have to just set them aside and forget about them. Paying attention to them and giving them air is the worst thing you can do. That said, Steve Bannon is all about giving idiots like this air because he's a comparable idiot. So he has 
Jared Schmeck on his podcast last night or today or whatever, yesterday. And uh, Jared was talking about uh, how he, not necessarily a Trumper, which is what they always say. They, they, they want to try to take away one of your arguments, so they say he's not a Trumper. But you know what he did say? In, sp- in spite of him saying that, he said on Steve Bannon's show that, uh, that he didn't think Joe Biden was the president. Donald Trump is still my president. That's what he said. Well, you just told us you weren't necessarily a Trump fan, but now you're saying Trump is still president even though there has been absolutely no proof, no evidence at all that there was any election fraud. But you say it because you're listening to dumb fucks like Steve Bannon, who will soon be going to jail for criminal contempt of Congress, among other things, because clearly he was involved in the insurrection on January 6th. But so he goes on there, and then he spouts about how he's religious and how he believes in God, and that's why Donald Trump is still the president. I got to tell you, if I was a real religious guy, now, I consider myself Christian, and uh, I don't consider myself religious. That said, I do believe in God, and I have fairly strong beliefs. I don't believe in organized religion, because I haven't come across one who doesn't make up rules so that they can hold some power or that they're not doing this to gain money. Now, for all you folks out there that go to churches that you like, I'm not putting down all churches. I'm just saying the churches I've come across are that way, and I don't want to belong to them. And as far as I'm concerned, you can go direct to God. I don't have to go through a minister, a priest, a pastor, or whatever. You can go direct if you want to, and that's what I do. But anyway, he's claiming to be religious, and uh, <laughs> but he doesn't want to take the vaccine. He wants to disrespect the president on the air and uh, do it with his children there as well. Says a lot about this man. This man has obviously got some emotional and intellectual problems. So what do the Republicans do? They give him a platform. You notice that? They give this clown a platform for saying one stupid line on a fucking live stream, and now he's their hero. How sad is that? And before that, of course, you had uh, um, this Kyle Rittenhouse kid who went to another town, underage, with a gun, shot a couple people, and now he's their hero. When you look at these people's heroes, you got to wonder what kind of people they are. you got to wonder, <laughs> how can anybody take these idiots seriously? Their greatest heroes are fucking nobodies. Jared Schmeck is a fucking nobody. All he did was say, let's go Brandon to Joe Biden. Big fucking deal. Big fucking deal. And now he's on with Steve Bannon and says, Joe Biden's not the president. I wish I could sit in front of one of these people one day, and when they say Joe Biden's not president, Donald Trump is. All I would have to say is, okay, give me the evidence. Show me the evidence that makes you believe that. Give me any bit of evidence, a shred of evidence that tells me what you say is true. And there is no evidence. So they couldn't show anything. They just don't like Joe Biden. They don't like Democrats. 
and they just want to gaslight people and bully people into trying to follow them. But you see what's happening now, that's falling apart. goes back to what I was talking about um, earlier in the first segment. Now we've got different factions within the Republican Party fighting amongst themselves. You got a few of the normal ones, the old school Republicans like Kinzinger and Cheney. Then you've got the people in the middle, you know. They're more ideologically toward Kinzinger and uh, and Cheney, but they're afraid to step away from the Trump LaFox and all that stuff. They know that bullshit is wrong, but they're afraid it's going to weaken their party, so they still stand with them. They won't speak out about it. They won't admit anything, but... You know, everybody in their family voted Republican, so I'm just going to be a Republican no matter how fucked up they are. And then you've got the far, far right crazy fucking conspiracy theory Trumplicans, and they're just nuts. But you can see you got the normal ones, which is just a few. You've got the Trumplifucks on the far right, and in the middle you've got a bunch of different people or different stances. you got Donald Trump saying the vaccine's okay, and now they're all fighting amongst each other. Like I said in the first segment, this is the demise of the Republican Party. They can't fight against the Democrats until they finish fighting with themselves, and they're nowhere near finishing um, fighting with themselves. It's a crazy scenario, and if I was a Republican with any sense, I'd be worried right now because you keep doing this through this year up through 2022 in the midterms, you're going to get fucking blown out because you're going to be working against each other. And if you get some of these crazy fucks up there uh, in the elections, they're going to get beat. Nobody wants a crazy fuck representing them. They've had enough of that already. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, Paul Gozar, Louis Gohmert, Matt Gates. All these people have to be very embarrassed that they have these people that are crazy that represent them and will soon be neutralized when they're either expelled, censored, or whatever they're going to do to them. You have elected people that have virtually no power, no impact on anything, and that's who represents you. It's going to be a mess. You have to understand how this has all gone down. People keep saying, oh, they're going to win in 2022. Those Republicans are going to win. Look at the trend here. Donald Trump won in 2016, right? But in 2018, they lost a lot at the midterms. They lost uh, control of the House and the Senate. Then in 2020, they lost the presidency. Each step, it gets worse. Each step, it gets worse. And it's going to get even worse in 2022 because now the crazies are leading this party. And nobody with common sense who watches them will vote for them because they are afraid of what might come out of this if they continue down this path. And now Donald Trump is no longer a favored son because he's speaking against the tribe. And that's making people fucking nervous. What happens when Donald Trump isn't Trump enough to be with the Trumplifucks? 
I mean, that just sounds crazy, but that's what it's starting to look like. And then you throw him into the mess with the investigations, possible indictments, all this other shit. He's going to be so far out of the mix, it's ridiculous. But those crazy fucks will still continue to try to do something. But once Donald Trump is out of it, and he doesn't really have any power, those people in the middle are going to say, all right, fuck it. I don't have anything to worry about anymore. We're going to go back to normal, or at least as close to normal as possible. But while this is going on, <laughs> it's nothing but problems for the Republicans. They can't win another fucking election if they can't stop fighting amongst themselves. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy. Hey, did you hear about, uh, you know, I was talking about Jared Schmeck and how he was all upset about how people were being mean to him now because he said, let's go Brandon to, to Joe Biden. I made a comparison on TikTok in here um, from him to Ruby Freeman. Now, the story with Ruby Freeman, you know, she was an election judge in, in Georgia and Atlanta. She was there because her daughter asked her to help out, do some good for the election cause. And she was there just doing what she did. And there were some videos of all that was going on. For whatever reason, Donald Trump picked her out as somebody committing election fraud, gave her name out, gave her name out. And now her life went to hell. People were harassing her, threatening her coming to her in person, trying to pressure her. This woman's life has gone to shit because Donald Trump spewed her name out. Unfounded. There was no election fraud. She didn't do anything wrong. Just a poor woman trying to help out, do some good for her community, and Donald Trump calls her out. Now, that shit is still going on. The good news is that... uh, She is now in the process of suing Rudy Giuliani and OAN, that uh, network that spews the Trump shit. She's now suing them. The only concern I have for Ruby Freeman, though, with uh, suing OAN and suing Rudy Giuliani is whether he'll have any money left because these people are being sued by tons of people. Hopefully she'll get in there while there's still money to be had because she will certainly win assuming Giuliani's not in jail or he's been drained of all his money from other lawsuits. But I'm glad to see Ruby Freeman didn't bend. They tried to tell her, we'll keep you safe, but you got to admit there's an election fraud. Well, she didn't commit election fraud, so she didn't admit it, and she's staying tough. And instead of running and hiding, now she's attacking back with these lawsuits. And those could get pretty ugly. Because what happened to her is absolutely appalling. What's happening to uh, Jared Schmeck is uh, well-deserved. He asked for it. He wanted his 15 minutes of fame. He got his 15 minutes of fame, and he's trying to milk it for all he can, being on Steve Bannon's podcast and such. But there are other ramifications, the negative ramifications that he's suffering now, and it's likely to get worse before it gets better. But look, Jared... You asked for it. You fucking asked for it, and you got exactly what you should get. I've got a new phrase instead of let's go, Brandon. How about if we just say, fuck Jared Schmeck? (laughs) Make that a hashtag or something. 
I also wanted to bring something up about Joe Biden. You know, Donald Trump kept telling us how tough he was on Russia. Now, we know Donald Trump has a lot of financial um, issues in Russia. We knew he was Putin's best friend. But now we've got a problem with Russia because he's lining up uh, troops near the Ukraine border looking like he wants to invade the Ukraine border. Well, that's a problem. That's not something we should stand for in this country or any other one of our allies should stand for. So unlike Donald Trump, because Donald Trump would never say anything bad to Putin, Joe Biden stepped up to Putin and said, look, you don't fucking pull these people back. There's going to be some serious sanctions. And as I've told you before, they are a nuclear power, but their economy and everything in their country is a fucking mess. They need as much help and as much funding as they can get. When Joe Biden comes in and says, we're tearing everything out of there, you're going to get jack shit, not only from us, but other countries are going to do it to you. We're going to cripple you economically. Guess what happened? Well, Vladimir Putin is starting to pull troops back. He blinked. He's stepping back. Finally, somebody with some balls like Joe Biden came in and said, fuck around, find out. Keep doing it, and we're going to fuck up your country economically because we're going to put every sanction we can possibly do. And you know what? Putin respects Biden because he's a real man. He's a real president, unlike Donald Trump. And uh, he doesn't want to fuck around and find out in this situation. It could be demise of his country. It could be the demise of his reign. So he's not going to play games. He was testing Joe Biden with this, and Joe Biden passed, and Vladimir Putin fucking lost. And it's about time somebody stood up to uh, Russia, because we've seen this way too much the last four years. Them just running rogue, doing whatever the fuck they want. Because Donald Trump allowed it. I don't know if it was because Vladimir Putin had something on him, or Donald Trump owed him a lot of money, or Donald Trump is just stupid and was intimidated by Vladimir Putin. I don't know what it is. But there is no reason in the world this country and our president should be intimidated by Vladimir Putin and Russia. The moment we allow that to happen, this world is in disarray. We're kind of the balancing point with people like Russia, North Korea. If they really feel that there's a threat, if they do something fucked up, this is going to slow or stop them from doing it. That's the role America has to play. Donald Trump was unwilling to put us in a situation where we were able to stop anything. And that's why North Korea was testing missiles and Putin was going into Crimea or trying to go into the Ukraine. He didn't care because he knew Donald Trump wouldn't do anything. See, that's a funny thing about Donald Trump. He thought he and Putin were friends. Well, that's ridiculous. Putin's former KGB. He knows all about manipulating people, turning people, and doing whatever. He played Donald Trump like a fucking violin, and he was laughing while he did it. And Donald Trump is so stupid, he didn't know. You see, Donald Trump, all you have to do is uh, flatter him, tell him that he's great or does good things, and then that fucker will bend over for you at every turn and do whatever you want. And that's what Vladimir Putin did, because he's a smarter man than Donald Trump. 
He's not a better man. He's fucking just as evil. But he's smarter, and he manipulated Donald Trump. Well, this time around, Vladimir Putin can't manipulate Joe Biden. Joe Biden said, fuck it. You keep doing this, you're in trouble, and we're going to do it. And Vladimir Putin believed him. And then, of course, pulled back the troops. So, Joe Biden doing his job out there and being strong for America. All right, let's wrap it up for yet another Rational Boomer podcast. If you have uh, questions, comments, or complaints, just email me at rationalboomer at gmail.com. Go to anchor.fm, look for Rational Boomer podcast, and you can leave a voicemail message. Either way you go, I'd love to hear from you. So let's wrap it up, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.